0: You are listening to The Straight Shooters, exclusively on Wildfire Radio. Subscribe to The Straight Shooters podcast on iTunes by visiting the iTunes store. And download every episode on wildfireradio.com. Now, here's Vaughn Johnson and Nick Picone, bringing you the latest and greatest in the world of professional wrestling. The Shooters Radio. This is Warren Johnson.
1: Well, super nerdy pet peeve uh, of my nitpicky. I don't
0: think he should have been hopping over the top rope like a uh, parkour champion. You got me mad now. What is your name? Yeah, as always, with my man-man pots and pans, Nick McCone. That's me. What's on matter what your name is. It You got a bag, nigga. I don't really know what you think that you do. I'm Brian Isley. What is it doing? See the third man. man! the third man! What oh. the hell is going on here? Straight Shooters is, the, I believe,
1: the number one show on Wildfire Radio. I'm feeling good. No sleep, no food, no nothing. Just maniacism. Well, the spe- skeptics and all the people have a little bit of. Let me do this again. Oh, it's live, Al. Sorry.
0: What actually happened on the show? Nothing. Give me a hell, yeah! I said, give me a hell, yeah! What's going on, everybody out there in the internet land? My name is Vaughn Johnson, and you are watching and listening episode 154, 154 of The Street Shooters. I like it. I am joined, of course, by my man, man, Pops and pants, Nick Picon, the Philly Voice, of Philly Influencer. Nick, how are you doing tonight, my good brother?
1: I'm doing well. Uh, it's... I almost feel like... I don't know. I'm just doing well. I don't have anything to expand on that. What are you, normally? I have, you know, some quip. I got nothing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. Well, thanks for the entertainment here, Nick. <laughs> no hey, to entertain the masses.
1: Nah. Uh, How are I mean, you doing?
0: I'm, I'm doing all right. You know, just right. uh, going through the lulls of the off season of an NFL off season. Mm. I've kind of been through it from the other side of, uh, from a media standpoint, from like a media entity standpoint. Where now it'd be all about baseball and union soccer and even like high school stuff is mm. done now. So Right. Not a whole it wouldn't be a whole lot going on from that side. So I'm experiencing I'm experiencing it from the first time from the football side, from being and working for an NFL team now. And it's not a whole lot going on here <laughs> <laughs> uh until late July until that will ramp up yeah. the training camp and stuff like that. But other than that, you know, just chilling you know it was in new york yesterday with nick Foles. Okay. And okay
1: yeah yeah i saw that you uh you did a little write-up on him for little, Philadelphia philadelphiaeagles.com
0: uh, a little something 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 you know little little thing a uh, little, little piece of business i did for, for, the, for, for the for the for the for the fam That's, you know excellent <laughs> so <laughs> so
1: yeah and it's funny because uh he was making the media rounds today like on fs1 and i've Saw a particular video where he was talking about his relationship with Carson Wentz, and I was like, oh my god, like I gotta write about that. So yeah, I did yeah. a little something on Philly Influencer for uh with that video, and it's just like such a cool guy. So yeah, yeah.
0: it's it cool being time. from
1: Philly sure. right about now.
0: Yeah, but we're, we're not here to talk about the state of the Eagles, we're here to talk about <laughs> we could,
1: but yeah. no, no, no,
0: we're not gonna do that. We're gonna talk about the state of pro wrestling though, because there's a lot going on in pro wrestling, uh, in the last. I mean, just pretty much this entire year. Uh, But what really sparked me to kind of want to talk about this is that WWE officially announced their television rights deals for 2019. And that USA will still have Raw and Universal, I should say. But SmackDown will be airing on Fox. Not Fox Plus One, but Fox, like network television. And we talked about this, what, a month or so ago about how big of a deal that was but when they officially announced yesterday this official, official, the anchor's dry on the contracts you know, there's no turning back now, you would think at least, mm. uh, it got me to think I was like, where is wrestling at this point, where you got WWE making billion dollar TV deals, you got New Japan and Ring of Honor doing stuff, you got uh, you know independent wrestling and stuff like that still, you know, finding its way out there with different, because you know there's a there's a kind of constant turnover going on in independent wrestling. Then you got NXT UK starting up soon, and they had the UK tournament this past weekend that aired on the WWE Network uh, yesterday, the last couple days or whatever. So there's a lot going on. So we want to talk about that and break it down piece by piece. But before we get into that, I would like to inform you of where you can find us on a weekly basis, as every Wednesday 7 p.m. or you know, it might be a different time, but typically 7 p.m. If it is a different time, we'll let you know via social media. But you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, and the mothership, wildfireradio.com. And, of course, if you're watching us, you're watching us on YouTube. And if you are watching us, thank you. We appreciate you checking us out on the tube. Uh, we, you know, we just we appreciate the good people out there checking us out. If you want to interact with us uh, you do so in the chat function on the left side, no, the right side of your screen. So that'll be somewhere over on this side if you can see my hand in the camera there uh, as I try to download our ad read because I'm failing at it right now, apparently.
1: <laughs> I'm getting it. I don't know why I haven't I got opened it, it yet.
0: Okay. I got it. I just pulled back the curtain a little bit. <laughs> totally ruined that illusion. That the fourth man. <laughs> yeah, that I was actually prepared for our show. Who, who would <laughs> Who would get such a thing? But uh, yeah, so feel free to interact with us on YouTube as well. Again, we appreciate you guys watching us there. I'm going to check it out right now and see if anybody's interacting with us. Probably not, but if you know if you are, please. see,
1: I'm still. I got to figure this out. How I can't see all that that you're seeing. but I'm
0: just I, I just yet. go to the to the page that the video is on, and that's it.
1: Yeah, well, like I ha- so I have this screen up and our video up, and nothing else. Like it's just that.
0: I don't know, man. I, I, go to I could that's open not, another
1: br- another like tab, I guess, uh, browser and go to our official YouTube page. But that's,
0: that's what I'm doing. Uh,
1: I don't want it to slow down my computer. You know, sometimes okay. Google, Google Chrome got got issues. You know what this, I'm saying?
0: This is true. This is true. But it doesn't slow down my stuff down. So I don't know. But I got you. If anybody interacts, uh, I'll right. let us. I'll let the whole everybody know.
1: I got. Okay. It. Appreciate I got to figure
0: you. it. Out. So before we delve into our conversation about. The state of pro wrestling, where it is, whether it's healthy or not. Let's hear from our friends, some national credit card relief. You heard from them last week, but let's hear from them again, because we're always trying to stay ahead of our bills, right? I mean, every day we deal with this stuff. You got bills, you can get bills in the mail, you got to pay them. If you don't, if you don't pay them, they'll shut your stuff off. And who who wants to be in the house with no lights, right? You got to pay your bills. You got to pay your rent, whatever, mortgage, whatever the case may be. If you're one of those people, which is pretty much everybody, and this message is this message is for you. How would you like to have a large portion of your credit card debts, medical bills, and department store debt forgiven? National Credit Card Relief would like to give you free information on a proven debt forgiveness program. This program has been used by thousands to legally forgive millions in insecure debt. It's not bankruptcy. It's not consolidation. This special program actually wipes clean a portion of your debt that is given from what you owe your creditors. Call for free information and get all your questions answered in the first free call. The more you owe, the more you can save. If you have at least $10,000 or more in credit card bills, this debt forgiveness program can be very effective. Call for for free information and find out more now at 800-218-7170. There is no cost or obligation for the information, but don't wait to call. The number is 800 218 7170. 800 218 7170. Get your debt problem solved. Please call 800 218 7170 today. As I mentioned, I got a call because we don't got that? I got that. I got student loan debt, and stuff like that to pay. Mm-hmm. You know, Same. we all got this type of stuff. Same. So give them a call. I got to look into it my damn self.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and luckily, uh, you know, last last week I almost left the show because I needed to call. You told me to call right now, but
0: yeah, you,
1: I called him after. Not so.
0: during the show. We're, we're yeah. delivering this message to so the people yeah. can So if you're this. listening to
1: the podcast version, hit pause now and call that number and come right back to us. Or
0: you can wait till we're done. That too. Because in the next about 55 or 60 minutes or so, your debt ain't going to get much worse. And <laughs> it ain't going to get much better, but it ain't going to get much worse. So you can wait. I like that. Wait till we're done. I like that. Then call. Or you can call now. But we'd prefer to wait till you're done. Because if you want to listen to us, we want you to listen to us. and you know Soak in all the knowledge we're about to expect, or oh, not really knowledge, I guess. Just our opinion <laughs> oh, for the most part.
1: That's no, pretty good knowledge, though.
0: Yeah, we are knowledgeable guys. We're knowledgeable fellows. But let's get into our discussion. and Which is about really the state's status of pro wrestling. Because as I mentioned earlier, there's a lot going on. But it, to me, it kind of begged the question of where kind of pro wrestling is. Is it in good shape? Is it in bad shape? Is it in great shape? Is it kind of you know just towing the line? Is it kind of just leveled off? Uh, so I kind of give that you know to you to kind of we can break it down piece by piece. I guess we you know but give you overall thoughts I guess but. What do you kind of think in the overall sense of the state of pro wrestling in 2018?
1: I think in the mainstream, it's not nearly, um, I guess, as popular uh, as it was when we were growing up during the Monday Night Wars, and I'm not sure it'll ever get to that point. But uh, I think it's actually healthier now than it was then, because you had two big promotions then and then ECW um and they were all kind of just with each other almost you know the talent went from you know them like one of the big 3 well quote unquote big 3 i still think ECW is not necessarily quote unquote a big promotion so the big 2 and ECW i don't mean any disrespect because man i love ECW but uh you know looking back i'm not sure you can include them in the same vein as uh, with the type of business WWF and WCW were doing, you can't. You yeah. simply
0: can't. But like you no. said, the legacy is cemented. We right. all know about the legacy and, and how popular it was within its realm, but it wasn't as mainstream as at least at right. in its when it was existing in its yeah. original form. Now, after it went away, yeah, the, the lore has grown. The legend has grown over the years. And,
1: and go figure—it's like a national TV deal almost helped in its demise because uh, they couldn't be ECW when they went to TNN. And uh, you know, we look—I look back on that now, and it, it, like it makes sense, uh, I guess, business-wise of why TNN wouldn't want uh and i don't even know anything about the station like i it was always the channel i'd skip over and kind of make fun of because i used
0: to watch I, arena football on tnn
1: i didn't even know it was i didn't even know arena football was on tnn it was for, and this was even before ecw went to the station so this was like um,
0: late 90s early 2000s yeah. like arena football I used to be on tnn it's like maybe one game a week i used to <laughs> see, get in front of my tv like i'm gonna watch the oklahoma wranglers play today versus the Nashville cats those are real teams by the way i know my real uh, football knowledge.
1: Oh, I, I would not think you would make that up because any know. football knowledge i have or need uh, i come to you
0: i could talk about uh, andy kelly from the Nashville cats all day who exactly <laughs>
1: on, on. um so uh back then i think it was more in the mainstream obviously we, we saw them and it still is today but Obviously, to a lesser degree, because WWE is the only mainstream, uh, you know, promotion right now that gets, you know, the publicity. New Japan, you know, they're they're slow, slowly but surely getting into that U.S. market, but um, it's still a far second uh, here uh, to WWE. Ring of Honor. We've talked about them before about they're not really an indie company. They're they sustain what they do, but, uh, they're not, you know, close to WWE, which is not a bad thing. But, uh, I think because so many, the advent of social media and the ability to watch all these, even if like a, a, a promotion needs a TV deal, I still think of 2018 to really, uh, like major league wrestling. Like I, I thought it was great that they were able to get a TV deal because I think it only helps them. Um, and I, I, I actually watch it every week because I'm not, you know, like searching online for it. All
0: right. Um, Side track. I'm going to stop you. What do you think of major league wrestling? Cause I don't have that channel, but what okay. do you think of major league wrestling? Uh,
1: you know, it, it, <laughs> I like it. I, I like that Tony Schiavone there doing commentary. Uh, like he, he, it, he seems like he cares about the action he's calling. So like they're trying to put over like these various talents. Um, it's still, you know, it's only been a few months now. So uh, I, I do my best to watch it, uh, even on my DVR. So I think I've only missed like two episodes. Um, but I, I think it's cool because I, I've yeah. seen that they interact with like other promotions, you know, like Austin Aries wrestled on there like two weeks ago. He's the Impact World Champion. You know, they they don't bring that up because these, these shows were taped, you know, well in advance. So uh, Aries didn't have the belt with him, but you know, like I, I thought it, it's cool because we're Jack Swagger was on there. I think like two or three weeks ago Ooh. and under a different name, but um like they will, if they stay in that slot, I think it's only going to help them whether that TV deal is maybe like a year or two. I, I don't know the exact uh terms of the deal when they announced it. Um But you know, it's, it's getting your foot in the door type of thing where, uh, you know, they. I think they had their shows on YouTube or uh, somewhere online. But now it's so much easier to just like load up my DVR and just turn it on. So uh, I think that's still in play in 2018. Like even though the internet is huge and it's so much easier to uh, look at content, uh, it's still easier to just turn on your TV and be able to watch something. So yeah, that's why that's be, why I still watch Impact. You know, yeah. I think Impact is getting. So much better now that you know they're in an, another new direction, which might be like their tenth new direction. But uh, you know, I'm actually watching it and enjoying what I see.
0: I think WWE w's proven that TV is still viable. I mean, obviously they're making billions of dollars off it, uh, so television is still viable. That's the reason why Ring of Honor is with Sinclair Broadcasting Group because they can fund them and they can put them on TV, point blank. Uh, but yeah, I'm interested. I haven't seen an episode of Major League Wrestling, but I, I'm glad you brought that up because it's it's another promotion that's on television, mm-hmm. and I think that's good. It's not just WWE. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, obviously, Ring of Honor's there, the Impact, and in the States, you have – and I'm pretty sure there are local – like, there are independent promotions who have local television. Like, I know, yeah. for instance, Wildcat is on, like, one of my stations down in Louisiana and Mississippi, mm-hmm. uh, but nothing national, obviously – but you also, like I said, you have Major League Wrestling, which is run by Court Bauer and those guys over there. And, they, you know, could, I would assume I haven't watched it, but I would assume they got some good television production because I know Court Bauer has a lot of TV experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, and I'm yeah, saying they, the you
1: know, they have the stage, you know, it, it I, I mean, it looks like an indie promotion, but it, it that's OK. <laughs> like, you don't have to have that uh, huge setup, you in today's wrestling you know like ring of honor still you know has their minimal setup and uh even though i think their tv program is uh you know nothing literally nothing happens on their tv programs (laughs) it's still you know it's they still have that program you know like still pushing their pay-per-views it's it's almost like old school in a way but it's okay
0: yeah so i mean like you said it's interesting and that there are more than one promotion besides besides WWE and Ring of Honor and Impact, because those are the main three that usually are on television. Now you have another couple that are on television that have television at least. But I think, to your earlier point about the mainstream aspect of it, you're right. As much as WWE is the standard bearer, is the flag bearer, and they're doing multi-billion dollar TV deals, and they do push that brand heavy. It's the most recognizable brand in Pro wrestling period I mean there is no more recognizable pro wrestling promotion than WWE but the thing, will, the thing that would make wrestling mainstream again I think this is just me you know opining here like you look at when when the first real big boom happened in the 80s what what was the difference between WWF and the rest of wrestling at that point what made WWF mainstream it was that it was bright and big and entertaining as you know it was cartoony, but that was new. That was different for wrestling. Wrestling before that was really gritty and kind of grungy, and you know, you had two wrestlers with trunks, boots, and they went in there and wrestled. There wasn't big, larger-than-life characters, at least not on, the, on across the nation. You had your superstar Billy Graham's, but there weren't a whole bunch of superstar Billy Graham's walking around. And WWF in the '80s, you had Hogan, you had Savage, you had King Kong Bundy, you had Andre the Giant, you had Bobby Heenan, you had. There's so many big, larger-than-life characters. You can go on and on. But that eventually faded out. That eventually wore off. So what made it come back? It was the Crash TV, a little more realistic, just attitude, I guess you can say, more attitudinal style that happened in the late 90s and early 2000s. So that was a complete contrast from what we had seen in wrestling years before. So what what would make it come back? I think, in my opinion, because now the product has been, pretty much been a derivative of that era for about 15 years. It's been a while, or maybe more than that even. yeah, 20 years, when you think about it, it's 2018. Uh, and that it's still not really Crash TV, but it's just the same, sort of same style, similar style, similar format, just not as edgy, not as... Uh, revolution I don't know if revolutionary is the right word but just not as edgy not as really cool yeah, trendy it,
1: it's hard to do new things <laughs> you know like you can't well, do you can't do something new every week no anymore.
0: but I think that it's to me will we'll make the wrestling bounce into the mainstream again would be kind of if, especially if WWE did this because they're, they're the they're the leader they yeah. it's uh, really on them because there are other promotions kind of doing this but they don't get the they don't get the publicity that WWE does, obviously, not the eyeballs, but a more realistic, more, I don't want to say UFC style, but just more sports-like presentation where you can take, I mean, there's always going to be some entertainment elements, and I still enjoy it. I still enjoy the humor, you know, mm. I still enjoy some of the antics that wrestling presents, some of the weird, you know, stuff that we always enjoy. We, we still enjoy a lot of the stuff that New Day does and rusev yeah. day just some, some stuff that's completely preposterous but it works in wrestling but if if it really i think people will start paying attention to it more if it kind of just stripped away a lot of those, those right like entertainment elements you can still keep the bright lights i guess but stripped away a lot of the fluff and pomp and circumstance and made it more like gritty i think this is the way to present it this is just my opinion i could be wrong but like i said it's being done other places it's just to don't have the eyeballs they don't have the promotional machine behind it like WWE does. But WWE, they're not going to really stray away from what they're doing because they're making more money than they've ever made. They're trying. They're on network television now. They're going to be in 2019. They might have a, a, not only a show on Fox, but they might have a show on Fox Sports 1, You uh-huh. know, some additional programming. But that's just my opinion. I, I know the bottom line says one thing, but we both know we both live in this planet. We know that wrestling isn't nearly as mainstream as it was, let's say, the late 90s. We were alive for that. Mm-hmm. We remember when everyone was talking about wrestling. What was going to happen Monday night? Did mm-hmm. you see what Stone Cold Steve Austin awesome did? Did you see what Triple A did? Did you see what The Rock said? Did you see boom, 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 boom? boom? Everybody from kids to adults. Now it's just more like if you're a fan, especially if you're if you are a fan today, you've been a fan for years. It wasn't like you just got in because something piqued your interest. And you're like, you know what? I got to watch this wrestling stuff. There's nah. no really no new fans coming into wrestling. Now, I think if you want newer fans, if you want to bring in more fans, you got to change up that style a little bit. That's just my opinion, but yeah, if we, I think we agree on that. Is it's, it's the business as a whole is doing good things, but that mainstream attention isn't really there. Even though WWE is getting covered by ESPN mm-hmm. and mainstream outlets, but not everybody's talking about it on. Social media, like they do, uh, it's, it's so weird it, because it, it trends, in the, in, but it, it's the not. Wrestling, you know, there's a lot of wrestling yeah. fans, it's, it's still very insular, yeah. Very insular, in that a lot of wrestling fans, and there are you know, there are a lot of them out there that talk about it. And you, like you said, it does trend, but it's not like everybody's talking about it, yeah, you know what exactly, I'm saying?
1: Like, exactly, no, no I know exactly what you're talking about because you know a lot of the people only follow it for the Ronda Rousey's, you know, uh, maybe the last big thing wrestling wise was maybe Kurt Angle coming back to WWE. Everyone was like, Oh my God, this is awesome because he was a part of their childhood, their teenhood, you know, and like, it was like, he was coming home. They didn't even watch him in TNA. Um, so him coming back to WWE was like a, you know, like a a highlight reel type of thing for them. So they had to tune in, uh, Brock Lesnar is not – like maybe he's a draw, but um, I've kind of – that's kind of worn off with me. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to tune in just because Brock Lesnar – wow, can't even say Lesnar today. Not because Brock Lesnar shows up uh, because we all know Paul Heyman's going to be doing the talking. So, uh, you know, there's not one thing where the fans – or if they were fans and they're not anymore, that they point to and they're like, I have to tune in Monday to see this. Uh, you know, because they'll, they'll see it on social media, or uh, they can go to WWE's YouTube channel. They'll probably post something, or they'll have it on their website. So if they miss something, they'll still be able to see it. Back then in the '90s, if you missed something, you missed it until the weekend. Where yeah, and that's just you know, that's
0: just how it is. And there's nothing. Yeah. And There's it, nothing it, you can do about that. That's just how right. it is nowadays. And WWE's adapted to it. You know, yeah. the YouTube channel. They have. They've done a good, great job media. with that.
1: Because sports have gone down the same <laughs> route. You know, it's not yeah. like, you know, they, and they've had to adapt with it as well.
0: I mean, I was just thinking about the other day how we used to watch NFL highlights on just TV. Now you can watch all the highlights on YouTube. Yeah. But like back when we were kids, you watched whatever game you could watch on TV, whether it was a Fox game or a CBS game. And then at six thirty, seven o'clock, NFL Primetime came on. Yep. You had to watch if you, you did if you. I mean, obviously, you got the halftime highlights during your games. You watched, you saw little clips here and there, and the little game breaks. But you really want to get a good snapshot of what happened during that game or other games, I should say. You had to watch NFL Primetime, At least when we were kids, yeah. different generations before that, but when we were kids, it was NFL primetime and then the Sunday Night Game followed. It's just, it's just things, but things change. You, NFL primetime Time isn't a thing now. And they have the Football Night in America on NBC, but that's more or less a lead-in for Sunday Night Football. I don't know mm-hmm. if people really watch that strictly for the highlights or not. They may, but that's mostly just the leading people in. That's pregame for the Sunday Night Game. Right. But um, outside of WWE, there are good things happening. One thing we could point to in particular is Ring of Honor and New Japan. Ring of Honor probably had the best year <laughs> in 2017 and have had their recently their best crowds. And I know they they, they tried to get into Madison Square Garden and at this point kind of failed, mostly because of WWE. But just the fact that they tried to do it shows you that Ring of Honor has made slow, incremental, but some strides here and there. And of course their relationship with New Japan has definitely helped. you got the G1 Special coming up on July 7th. That's just next week, Mm -hmm. G1 Special. At the Cow Palace, which is a legendary wrestling venue, where I would assume that there are going to be, you know, good amount of people there at the Cow Palace. It's not a small building. I would assume a lot of tickets are sold. And you had a big match on top with Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes for the IWGP Championship. So, what can we think about? What do we think about where what the strides at New Japan and Ring of Honor? Like, I kind of I don't want to lump them together, but I think we kind of had to because they had that working relationship. Yeah. What, what do we kind of think about what they? what they're kind of doing what they're trying to do in in 2018
1: man and they're it's funny their working relationship reminds me of WWF and ECW back in the day where you know Vince would kind of lend guys to Paul Heyman Paul Heyman would you know rebuild them and then send back Al Snow (laughs) is the first one that comes to my head you know like he's the guy to like the poster boy for that you know era for me but uh you know I think the working relationship is huge because uh you don't want your talent. I think Ring of Honor knew this, you know, they, they're so secluded in the U S and maybe when they go to Canada uh, or even Mexico, but which isn't often they, they need their talent to kind of disperse out there, get their name out there. Japan was a great uh, choice because so many before have gone to Japan and, you know, made a name for themselves and come back. So I thought that was important. And, the fact that they're both kind of growing together uh, I think is awesome. Uh, You know, I don't want to think that this relationship is going to uh, sour anytime soon. I I would hope that's not uh, Well, one person's like, no, like we want this guy. And uh, then they start signing him to like exclusive contracts and they, they get rid of this working relationship. You know, I, I don't see that happening. So uh, with new Japan, I think, it's better for them because they, I don't want to say they have the better wrestlers, but they definitely have the better matches. And I, I think, well, yeah, it, it, if you're, we're just talking about professional wrestling matches inside the ring. New Japan, I think, is you know not maybe as above as they would have been WWE a few years ago because WWE's in ring product has really gotten better. Uh, in recent years, maybe even dating back to 2011, 2012 is when that shift started happening. I've said on this show before, like the two thousand seven, two thousand yeah, two thousand seven to like twenty eleven was like some of the worst wrestling I've seen in WWE. Outside and, of I,
0: a few bright spots,
1: mostly yeah.
0: involving Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho and John Cena. But other <laughs> yeah. than that, yeah, like you know, so it
1: ridiculous. was it was they were one match shows. Nowadays, you, you can. Maybe one or two matches that aren't good on a, on a given show or pay per view, which is you know awesome t- for me as a fan. Uh, so New Japan, I, I I almost don't watch for the storylines, but I do love uh, you know the story behind everything and that Kenny Omega and uh, Okada <laughs> like story. If you just put everything together, what happened you know a year and a half ago. My God, that was one of the best – Those are the four matches I think they had, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, you couldn't – and that's just like a sport-type storyline. You know, they didn't, hit, like, hate each other. They didn't attack each other. Um, you know, Kenny Omega didn't hurt Okada's mom and Okada's – you know, didn't hurt Kenny Omega's family. You know, we, none of that. It was just straight-up wrestling matches. Uh, Kenny Omega finally won. Uh, that type of stuff was what I think – wrestling fans were missing so that's why they i think they've jumped onto that and i'm one of them like i love that type of stuff where i still have you know the type of storylines to go back to wwe even though it was a terrible storyline the the type of crap that Sami Zayn and bobby lashley did like that's the stuff that you also need in wrestling at at times i think
0: personal issues still draw obviously yeah even in New Japan, they do the Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega thing. That's a personal issue. Yeah. That's going to head on the Cow Palace. So personal issues will always be thing you should have in wrestling. That's that's what sells in UFC. I mean, I yeah. think Conor McGregor and Diaz fought twice. It wasn't because, oh, we we're trying to see who's the best. They had a personal issue. They, they talked a lot of trash to each other, and they drew a lot of money. But I think to your point, and the point I said earlier, is that the thing about the Okada Omega storyline was that it was all about who was the best. It was purely about, like, the sport aspect of wrestling. And people latch on to that stuff. And something that like that, that's not in WWE, that's not on the tip of, It's not going to be shown on ESPN or anything like that, because ESPN isn't covering to that extent, at least not to, to, to the extent they're covering WWE. That grabbed a hold of people, because we're all buying to who who's out there competing to see who's going to win, who's going to lose, who's the best, who's number one. That's what sports is all about. And I think that could still, I think that if you present that on a big level, that can work. You still need mm. some flavor to it, obviously, but you don't. You just don't saturate. It's like a meal, right? You, you get some flavor in there. You want some seasoning on the, that food, right? And all my people, we know we're talking You got to have some seasoning on there. <laughs> but you don't put too much. You beat people over the head with the flavor. You want a good amount so it's good. You don't want to oversaturate them. You ruin them if you put too much on there. But if you get a good amount... It could be a good meal. So,
1: I like food analogies.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm here for it. I got you. But uh, I think that in that relationship, I think we kind of alluded to it earlier. It's like Ring of Honor. It's like even though they're backed by a major, major, major corporation, New Japan is still kind of like I don't want to say big brother, but they kind of are. You, and yeah. you notice on like Ring of even a Ring of Honor shows whenever you have New Japan guys, a lot of the New Japan guys win.
1: Yeah. <laughs> New
0: yeah. Japan is running in bigger venues. Tokyo Dome, Cebu Dome, mm-hmm. I mean, those are big venues where you can fit 20,000, 30,000 people, and obviously the, the, the uh, Tokyo Dome, is, they can fit 40,000, 50,000 people, or whatever. So, like I said, personal, back to personal issues, Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega, big mess, personal mm-hmm. issues at stake. But, uh, I think that, again, it hasn't grabbed the mainstream, right? But wrestling has become so insular and that, you don't almost don't need to be mainstream to have success in wrestling nowadays. Like, look at WWE; they're making so much money, but yet they're not like just huge mainstream juggernaut that's on the tip of everybody's tongues like they were back in the '90s. Now, of course, you can adjust the money they're making to inflation or whatever, but they're still they got studios, they got movies, they got they got so many arms, and they just secured the bag with Fox and USA. Ring of Honor and New Japan are kind of the same way, but obviously to a lesser degree. They're going to put, you know, a bunch of people in a cow palace in a foreign country next week. New Japan is. And you got All In in September just sold 10,000 tickets. Ring of Honor isn't it's not a Ring of Honor show like Ring of Honor All In, but Ring of Honor is backing it, obviously. And it's mostly their guys and their storylines playing out on this show. So that's a credit to them. That the shows, hey, they can get 10,000 people and that's money. Whether mm-hmm. you're in the mainstream or not, you still make that money. So it's it's kind of, it's it's good but it hasn't like grabbed everybody yet. But if, if people are making money, you get 10,000 people at a show, that's pretty damn good still. So I guess for this era, you're doing great, really, honestly. <laughs> for this era. Uh, But it doesn't quite compare to when, let's say, the NWO was on top and everybody was walking around with NWO t-shirts or Steve Austin t-shirts. There are a lot of Bullet Club shirts out there, but you don't see them just out in the street, out and about like that. You see them at wrestling events a lot. You might find, you know, I I can go weeks without seeing somebody wearing a Bullet Club shirt, but back in 99, Everywhere I looked there was Steve Austin shirts. It's just
1: every day at school there was some other wrestling shirt someone was wearing. Right. I may or may not have been that person, but
0: well, uh, yeah. I wasn't alone.
1: Let's just say that. And, you know, and I, really-
0: I believe you. I believe you weren't yeah. alone. Uh you probably wasn't alone ninety five wearing that Mabel shirt, but
1: <laughs> it wasn't Mabel, man. It was or double it. J. <laughs> Jeff-
0: I was just gonna say Jeff Jarrett, man. <laughs> just gonna say Jeff Jarrett. He's definitely alone with that Jeff Jarrett shirt. He probably got beat up. Wearing a Jeff Jarrett shirt in 95.
1: I tried right, singing, you know, the talent show with my baby tonight.
0: Yeah, that, that didn't go well <laughs> at all. At all.
1: I barely made it 20 seconds in. It's <clears throat> that piece.
0: But it's, it's like, it's so, like I said, it's so insular in that you can have, mm. speaking of Jeff Jarrett, you can have Bruce Pritchard do a podcast and do uh, shows around the country drawing a couple hundred people, maybe a, I mean, if you get the venue big enough, a thousand people potentially Making good money all around the country, but yet it's still not like people are trying to talk about it all the time. Like it's not like when I'm doing my job, we're not checking on what's going on in wrestling and take advantage of what's happening in wrestling to use it for social media posts. You know what I'm saying? We're not like maybe we do this. Like maybe we talk about what happened on Raw last night. We get a bunch of likes. Like it's just we're just not doing it. Like it's so it's so weird how it's. There are a lot of good things going on, but it still hasn't quite got to. I think we've just said the same thing over and over again, but it just hasn't quite got to that level. But yeah, and there's mean still that a is-
1: there's still a stigma attached to it, no matter what WWE's done in in the last handful of years to try and you know par- partner with ESPN, uh, you know, kind of get that legitimacy behind you know uh, a, a sports entity covering them. Uh, that's not just. You know, them, you know, and their website, it's it's ESPN covering WWE, Um, you know, that type of, you know, it hasn't really completely gotten rid of that, that, you know, view that people look at. Uh, And maybe it's just the fact that they can't get over who runs the company. Uh, A lot of, you know, things nowadays are, are personal uh, decisions. Uh, maybe it's not the fact that WWE doesn't entertain them, and maybe it's because the fact Vince McMahon is still at the helm, and you know stuff that's happened with him in the past, and maybe Lyndon McMahon being in Trump's cabinet is like, no, like, all right, I'm done supporting this product. Maybe that has something to do with it. I mean, WWE's in in the prime spot where they can be the most criticized promotion out there, most criticized company because they are, you know, the biggest sports entertainment company out there. And so uh, it doesn't surprise me they get that criticism. Sometimes I think it's warranted, and other times I don't. I think it's just kind of people being, you know, mad for the sake of being mad over something that's really doesn't have anything to do with the company or WWE. So, you know, it's those things. And luckily for me, I've been able to look past that stuff to to keep, you know, my fandom, you know, into my 30s, I've been able to overlook a lot and choose not to, uh, you know, I don't want to say harp on something because, you know, I'm not going to admonish someone for making a personal decision to not watch WWE because of Vince McMahon. Like, you know, like you have every right in the world. So I'm not going to admonish them, but uh, I just kind of put that in my back pocket. I I don't worry about it. And uh, I think maybe in, in today's world, a lot of people just can't ignore, you know, a big one to me, and, and it gets brought up a lot on social media, is Vince McMahon and, and Owen Hart's death, you know, like how that was handled and him being the guy that makes the decision. <laughs> Excuse oh. me. <laughs> I'm, I need a, I need a drink, uh, <laughs> like a water or something.
0: I'll, I'll take over here while you can for that.
1: <laughs> right, but, but to my point, you know...
0: Oh, you got it? All right, my bad. Never mind. Th-
1: no, like, it, it's just... I think that's part of the mainstream, like, the lack of mainstream expo, Not exposure, but the lack of, you know, people just kind of maybe quit on this. Like, man, and they're just like, you know what? Like, whatever. And they look at it as, as a joke. Uh,
0: back to, you know... Around in New Japan is like I said. As much as they're they're, they're definitely behind WWE in probably every every category except what you see in the ring, which is still subjective. But they're at at worst on even footing with WWE, if not better than WWE as far as in ring product. Mm-hmm. But again, that's my opinion. That's subjective. But there's still, like I said, there's still people involved with both promotions that are doing some things. It's like, whoa, like Young Bucks got Funko Pops where. How many wrestlers got Funko Pops out there? That's not the WWE. Uh, you got the video game. They got the Fire Pro Wrestling video game, where I think is available on mobile or something like that, where you can be, you know, play as Okada. You can play as Tanahashi in this Fire Pro Wrestling game. Oh, yeah, was well, actually yeah. on PS4. I take that back. Um, I can look it up actually while I'm talking about it. But you know, they tech, they had to the deal with Tekken, where you had the bullet club gear and Tekken and stuff like that. And, so there's some, there's some definitely some good things happening in New Japan and Ring of Honor, and you can tell that they have a strategy, and they're slowly but surely taking steps to enact that strategy. It, it, won't make them as big as WWE. I don't think anytime soon, but can they catch someone's eye and go, oh, you know this is, this is different. That, that's the whole point. It is a, it's a slow process. It's not going to happen like within the next year. All of a sudden, New Japan is competing with WWE. You know, right. for for the same people, the same fans, or if anything, the same the fans are watching both. They're not watching one or the other a lot of a lot of times. Mm. But they're not. I don't I don't see that happening where they're competing with WWE on a one to one scale. It's going to be like t- years before that could happen because WWE is such a juggernaut. But
1: and that, honest- they would they would have to get on one of the main networks too if they yeah. if their end goal was to compete with WWE in America.
0: And that's not easy. They, I mean, they've been on Access for what four years. Uh, and that's done. That that that's done them well. I would say that that uh that, that relationship they have built with Axis. Shout out to people at Axis by the way. That when I was writing wrestling, they had some good PR people and they treated me nice. Yeah, and they do awesome. some good um do some good uh conference calls too with the wrestlers, which is also nice. So
1: yeah, yeah.
0: shout out to Axis TV. But uh, that's I think that like I said, I think that's done them well. I think that's a lot of people's introduction to New Japan Pro Wrestling, especially here in the states. I should say. Because uh, where else could you watch it beforehand on TV? Here, nowhere.
1: No, <laughs> yeah. you know. So, well, they had they, that one uh, Wrestle Kingdom on, on pay per view, which oh, was yeah. a big deal back then. You know, yeah. uh, nice Jeff Jarrett, Double <laughs> <Yeah, that was, laughs> J. We're back gonna come that, back to him.
0: Looking back, that was so like weird, like how that all yeah. came together through Jeff Jarrett through Global Force Wrestling. <laughs> yeah. When you think about it now, it's like what? How did that? I mean, yeah. hey, that was still their only American pay per view, right? I don't think they've yeah. been on American pay per view since. Ring of Honor is on pay per view, but New Japan hasn't been. In New Japan World for them. So, yeah. but yeah, in hindsight, it's just like, wow, that was weird, and it really went nowhere. <laughs>
1: it's just like that <laughs> no, one no. thing. I thought it was like, all right, we're gonna get it every year, <laughs> nope.
0: yeah, or something <laughs> like. I don't know some type of thing. Global Force Wrestling is a thing, but whatever. Um, that's still not happening, or it could, <laughs> I don't know. The point is that, uh, there are some good things happening there. Uh, but let's talk about something else that's, that's kind of probably going to involve the whole state of wrestling, even though it's really just one segment, but it can involve the rest of the business. And that's NXT UK, where you got NXT and they're essentially starting a territory in the United Kingdom. Why? knows? I mean, I know some people might speculate, oh, they're trying to take from there's the uh the, the show that's gonna be on, I forget the name of the network now, but there's gonna be a world of sport return to a network over there that's gonna gobble up some big, you know, named British wrestlers and have them on TV over there, they're gonna compete with WWE over there and NXT went over there and said, Nope, we're not gonna let that happen. <laughs> Whatever the case may be, they're over there, they're gonna have championships, they're gonna have a TV or, or some type of show, they're gonna have shows like uh, a schedule of shows. They're gonna to tour, they're gonna to have a general manager. You know, you know they have a general manager, it's really real with WWE. <laughs> yeah. You know it's have a general manager. That's what that's when it matters in WWE when you have an authority figure. But regardless, they just did that UK tournament a couple days ago, uh, and the two day event and stuff like that. But it seems like and it might happen eventually. That WWE is trying to almost recreate the thing that they tore down 25, 30 years ago, which was kind of like territories. Start in the UK. Maybe they go to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Maybe they go to Japan. Start doing shows over there. You have an NXT Japan champion. I don't know if they call it Japan champion or whatever. Oh, man. And a Mexican champion oh. or Mexico championship, whatever you want to call it could you foresee that and what do you think it could if that were to come about could that or let me rephrase that could what do you think about NXT UK and the effects it could have on wrestling today and could you foresee a kind of a rebirth of the territory system under WWE's umbrella
1: Uh, I, I felt like we were kind of already seeing that with you know in America with Evolve and you know WWE kind of having that working relationship and uh, mostly NXT and evolved talents, you know. It, it was, you know, Gabe Sapolsky and you know saying all these like great things about NXT and Triple H, and I thought that was the beginning of it. So now they, you know, now that they're in the UK, I don't. I, I could see this territory type system, but my first instinct was to just view this as uh, got like talent that WWE just wants to have control over. Uh, they not that they necessarily want to put other companies out of business, um, obviously like Vince McMahon did in, in the eighties. Uh, but I, I, I just, I don't think, I don't see how they think it would be beneficial for them to kind of wipe out all these promotions in the UK yeah. doing well. Uh, I would think it's just kind of like a home base for them there. So where they can just, you know, uh, mix and match talent, you know, ha- uh, do that over there instead of having to come all the way to Orlando and do it, you know, for NXT or something like that. Maybe it, it's easier logistically for them to host it in UK and have their brand own brand there while still having the same relationship they do now. Yeah, uh, and good. I can see the same thing happening in Japan. I, I honest, like you brought up Japan, that might be one of the harder ones because of new Japan and, uh, they don't necessarily have a, a working relationship with them yet. I'm not saying they never will. And uh, what was it, Chris Jericho? I think recently said that they should have. Uh, Triple H said he'd sh- be open to tri- it. Yeah. So the
0: conference call I guess it was before takeover.
1: Yeah, and to me, that just you know we're probably going to see NXT Japan before long. Uh, Man, you know that.
0: I, even if it's not NXT, if it's just WWE and New Japan working together. I mean, I don't know if that would be like you said. Like maybe it's NXT. Maybe it is NXT New Japan. But it, obviously, I'd prefer to be WWE and New Japan yeah, I, main I agree. roster. I agree. To me, they're on equal footing. Yeah. Uh, you kind of, if you put New Japan guys and NXT, to me, that's kind of like I don't want to say belittling because NXT is a viable brand, but the main roster is where it's at.
1: Obviously. No, no, you. Uh, I if you did use the word belittling, I would kind of agree with that because it 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 is you. WWE telling the fans those guys aren't worth our main roster and you know they're just going to see right through that and they're they I think they would rebel like they haven't rebelled before. Yeah, so, Omega
0: I should be on Raw and Smackdown. You can definitely see that yeah. now. Yeah. Not NXT. yeah. I love NXT but you know, NXT is the minor leagues. You know
1: how that goes. <laughs> People like Emma but they called her a job. Blasca should have killed her. Yeah.
0: Whatever. But um yeah, I think that it's a very interesting thing. Like you said, it wouldn't wouldn't behoove WWE at all to like kind of put those other territory, other promotions out of business because that's where they get their talent from. Where do you think they're mining this talent from? But they ain't mining it all at the Performance Center. They're getting them from those independent promotions and then bringing them to the Performance Center. They have working relationships with Progress. They have Progress at at the NXT shows at WrestleMania. Uh, they have, things ICW as mm-hmm. well. They have relationships with them because some of the guys that they're working with now have been in those promotions. Yeah. So the H has said it on those conference calls multiple times in the past that he wants those promotions to, to th- not only survive but thrive. He wants them to do something. So that's where they get their talent from. And, yeah, you, I know some people are like, oh, it's killing the Indies. But what are the independents really for other than to – Provide talent really for right. I would say you want those promotions to thrive and to survive, but they're not going to ever compete with WWE. That's not what's going to happen. Only promotions that has a chance really at that right now is New Japan. But like if you're Progress or ICW or uh, promotion Germany or something like that, you know whatever you're not going to compete with WWE really ever. So yeah, you're not you don't want to be known as a farm system or a minor league, but WWE's the big time. You're not as big as them, so people are gonna go gonna automatically gravitate to the bigger promotions.
1: So and, and it's not. I, I, I like that. You know, it's not. It's hard for me to say this without some assumptions there, but I, I don't think they're like Pete Dunn is going to these other promotions and like competing. You know, it's not like he's uh, just WWE. Like he he's been wrestling in these other promotions as. UK champions, so yeah, you know that brings a little bit of credibility to those promotions too. So if, if there wasn't that, yeah. I think I think Triple H realizes they can't control everything, and having right. these other promotions is necessary for the survival of WWE. Which is why promotion like indie promotions have been around forever.
0: Right. Some have been
1: worse than others, but hey, man, like if you really want your Industry to survive, you've got to have that because it it breeds healthy. You know, it, it's a learning experience for these pe- the, these new wrestlers coming in, it, performing in front of the live crowd, and maybe they have like 200 matches under their belt even before they get to WWE. That's a good thing.
0: Yeah, it's like minor league baseball. You don't just send them to one yeah. level; they go to multiple levels. They start in rookie A ball or. Yeah, that's grade. good. That's a
1: good go, comparison. They go to
0: single A and they go to maybe double A or double A advanced, something like that.
1: Isn't which it crazy just, how baseball has like the most uh, like farm systems? you have <laughs> out of all the sports,
0: you have for the Phillies, and the reason why I am saying the Phillies because I know their system. It's you get the golf league. There is just like let's low, like yeah. low rookie ball, I believe, right? The yeah. Gulf Coast League, yeah. the Arizona, the Gulf Coast Phillies. Then you got rookie ball, which is the crosscutters, right? Yeah. And then you got that's single that's Lakewood. single A and that's just you know, single A. Then you got single A was a double A advance, whereas the uh, Clearwater.
1: Clearwater, I believe, no, is double A, a advance, but single A is a, I
0: Lakewood. Think it's Lakewood yeah. yeah, Lakewood, the the uh, the.
1: Blue claws. Blue
0: claws, right? Then you got double. Then you got triple A, which is the Lehigh
1: uh, Valley.
0: Lehigh Valley. What's Reading? Uh, the Fighting Fills. They're double A. Fight,
1: the Redding, Fightins. I think. I think it's just Fightins.
0: Fightins, yeah. A fight. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is a fight. Yeah. Uh, but what is what is that? Lehigh is the top level. That's triple A.
1: Yeah, uh, the Iron. There's like five, I think. But there's a lot yeah. of levels. There's I probably more. You know, they have. I'm pretty sure they have a team in the Dominican League during the off <laughs> during the off season. Here, players go down uh, to Central America and play.
0: Probably right, but they are the Fighting Fills, by the way.
1: Fighting Fills, yeah.
0: Yeah, they're the Fighting and Fills, and they are. You used to say at the top, they're the double A. And Clearwater's double A advance. So, okay. yeah, you have a lot of levels. And that's what WWE is. I mean, I don't know if if, if Triple H is thinking of minor league baseball with this, but that's what they're kind of doing. They're having, like, if you're in the Independence and you are getting a lot of experience there, you might move up to NXT. That's like Triple A or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you start out maybe doing the Florida loops, then you get to the main loop. You know, main main NXT TV, and that's like pretty much. I mean, I don't know if you can sh- compare it to AAA because Double A is where the big prospects are in baseball.
1: Yeah.
0: If you go if you're in AAA, you're not really that big of a prospect. You're a, you're probably a career minor leaguer, <laughs> right? If you're in AAA. That but
1: you're, and uh, you're you're you don't want to retire.
0: <laughs> right, but you're probably a career minor leaguer, or you're there for on like a rehab assignment. Yeah. Or you might be on a twenty four man. But you're on the fringes, probably, if you're in AAA. Mm. Or you're like, literally, like days away from being in the main roster, right? Yeah. Like something like that. Like, yeah,
1: yeah. When when you go from AA to AAA, you ain't there that long, right? right. You're, you know you're going up.
0: Yeah. If you're a prospect, if you have big prospect, yes, yes, yes. But the main prospects that are like, if you got big time prospects in baseball, the, they're in AA and then they go mm. straight to the, to the big club. Yeah. So, but I guess for this purpose, we'll say we'll call NXT on TV triple A. It works. Yeah, it kind of works. Easy to follow. And then once you go from there, you go to the main roster. Yeah. So, and like I said, we you kind of, if, if you're going to, yeah, I know some people might like say, oh, you know, these guys... They're just killing the indies. They're not killing the indies, number one. They're helping them, especially if they give talent back. If they, yes. yeah. Adam Cole is on an Evolve show, depending on the NXT North American Championship, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that helped Evolve sell some extra tickets. I don't know how many, but I'm pretty sure a couple extra tickets were sold because Adam Cole was on the show. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure when Pete Dunne goes back to whatever promotion he goes back to in the UK, or if he has, wrestles for promotion over here, it helps that show. So And they do that quite often. It's not like that's a rare thing. They typically... You know, I don't say loan guys out like a soccer term, they loan guys over yeah. to different promotions and, and you know they do a signing or they'll actually wrestle on that show, uh, might even defend the title. And they then they brought those guys to, to access, mm-hmm. which was like, whoa, yeah. like that was a big thing. They had a tournament, they had multiple tournaments, you know, yeah, Keith Lee, they had Walter. I'm pretty sure they scouted all those guys. That's why NEC yeah. now he's in, you know, in, in NXT.
1: Yeah, and it's funny because uh, I go back uh, a few years. TNA was kind of doing the same thing with with their talent. You know, they were before they uh, they eventually went to like kind of exclusive contracts. Uh, but guys like Chris Daniels and AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, they were they were wrestling on the Indies. They were doing Ring of Honor at the same time as you know TNA Impact, and I, I'm talking, you know. Oh. 2005, 2006, you know. Were they
0: promoted it, as TNA uh, Impact wrestlers or were they probably. just doing it because... Uh, I
1: mean, I don't, rem- I don't know that for sure, but I know they were on those shows. You know, Impact wasn't preventing them from working these shows until... There's a difference
0: between yeah. promoting a guy that's from Impact and just having a guy because he's, he's allowed to do it. It's, it's, it's a way for him to earn a few extra bucks.
1: Yeah, no, okay, that's true. Yeah, you're absolutely right on that. Yeah. I don't know what that is. I don't
0: know. I don't hear anything. But
1: oh, I'm hearing like a huge... I don't know if it's my headphones.
0: Probably. Like a... But there is a difference in that. But if you're a fan of these wrestlers and you want them to, su- to succeed or earn money, they're probably going to earn the best living they're going to earn in WWE. That's, that's just, I don't understand why people wouldn't want that. If your favorite wrestler is on the Independence right now or he's and another promotion outside of WWE, if, he, if you say PWG or something like that, because I saw people say, like, I think Voices of Wrestling said, like, you know, it's it's, it's a real struggle for, like, the Super Indies because WWE's gobbling a lot of talent. I'm like, yeah, that's true. That is true. They got Keith Lee. They got Ricochet. They got, you know, a lot of these guys yeah. that would have been on PWG, the Battle of Los Angeles, mm-hmm. or you know, at a big show over the UK or something like that. But, that's what's going to happen. If these guys are good, they're going to get sought after by the top promotion. That's, it, that's how it is.
1: And it's selfish to, to, to not want your favorite wrestler to move up. You know, whether they're whether they quote unquote make more money on the indies than in NXT, uh, NXT is a stepping stone. You, know, they, you don't know what's going to happen. Maybe right. they don't make it to the main roster, but maybe... They open eyes, and maybe they do, and then like if they're your real favorite wrestler and you love what they do, like wouldn't you be happy for them? That I don't, I don't, I don't understand that thought process. Where yeah, and regardless you, of whether
0: they're booked right or not, if they can uh, make more money in WWE than they would on in the Indies, that's still probably the most important thing at the end of the day. They
1: can yeah.
0: buy a new house, or buy a new car.
1: <laughs> Speaking but of baseball, Reese Hoskins just hit a home run. Three-run wow. later, man. He was in double-A and triple-A last year. He and was. He was in triple-A for about two weeks. <laughs>
0: they probably, Yeah, they probably had him there because they were trying to – wasn't was somebody in front of him, like on the, on the main club?
1: Yeah, they wound up moving him to left field. He was a first baseman, but Tommy yeah, Joseph, but, baby. Got right. to get him in the lineup.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. But that's the reason why they had him in triple-A. Yeah, yeah, Just buying time. <laughs> pretty much. That's what he was there for. But yeah. Yeah. he
1: was Ricochet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really ricochet went right to
0: Yeah, he wasn't <laughs> on the Florida loops for very long. Yeah. He was he was on <laughs> he was on TV in in a pretty short time. And rightfully so. They didn't put him in the performance it, center like they do with some guys, have him wait for a while.
1: Yeah. And that kind of that reminds me, Leo Rush made his 205 Live debut uh, yeah. yesterday. So,
0: And that's another uh, thing. They you know, got, he
1: right to the main... Well, I guess we call that the main roster, technically.
0: But they got all these different things and all these different arms. They could have... Leo Rush, without 205 Live, wouldn't be on... Will still be in NXT. Right. He'd still be at the performance. And now, because they got yeah. 205 Live, now he can, he can do that. Like, well, we yeah, and they can
1: utilize die. the spot down in NXT for somebody else. Like, I yeah. think that helps.
0: Yeah, so whether it's WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor. I think like I said, we said this earlier, the business is in a good spot. There there seems to be something like there, there's a lot going on. There's a lot more I want to say people are trying to make strides. You can see that. Like even the NWA they you know have been revived and they've come back and doing some things The title, yeah. you know, kind of mean something again.
1: Yeah, we you know it's fun. Yeah, we never mentioned that and that's 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 a promotion I'd want to see succeed because I, I like that. I, I blame myself for not being as uh, involved in the following them because, you know, I, I see that, like, they're using social media. They're trying to, you know, do some different things, and I think that's awesome. So uh, I definitely need to follow yeah. them more. And that
0: title is going to be defended at All In. The, the, yeah. Probably the biggest independent show of the year or whatever. So, yeah. you know, that – that's coming back. So there's you can see there's more of wrestling now. I mean I'll say more of it because the territories has tons of wrestling. But there's more of it now that's accessible Available. to the masses, yeah. I should say. Yes. Cause the territories it was different. It was syndication television, couldn't watch AWA everywhere, you couldn't watch Mid South everywhere. But now you can watch NWA, at least the storylines aspects of it. You can watch all in, you can watch New Japan, you can watch AAA if you're really in AAA or CMLL. You can probably find that somewhere, I would mm. assume. Uh, you can watch PWG if you get DVDs or you're at the shows or whatever. You can watch uh, Progress. You can watch ICW. You can watch, you know, if you're into uh, NOAA, if you're into Stardom, DDT. You can probably find a lot of these in a lot of different but, places. Speaking that's of the, Noah, That's the good thing. That's the cool thing about wrestling nowadays. Is that It's pretty much you can find it anywhere. Whatever, whatever corner, nook and cranny you can find it, you can,
1: you can get it. Speaking of Noah, Hideo Itami is going to go there for a match. You know really? they, yeah, to about like, right? Yeah, he is. So, so they had, I saw the video of nowhere now. Uh, I don't know if this is a one-time shot or anything, but I did yeah. see uh, a video where he, you know, they ha- they showed the WWE logo and there was like a big cheer. It, in a Noah crowd and he came in and uh, I believe he, I don't know who he's wrestling, but I believe he's going there for a match. Uh, I don't know when though, you know, this is something that I didn't really delve into, but I did see it and I did uh, (laughs) see uh, tweets about it. So yeah, uh, it's happening.
0: That's another thing. I think that we'll see more moving forward. And I think that is really cool is that WWE has finally lifted the veil of like, we don't work with anybody. They they start working with other people, I think that will bring a lot of other promotions up. If they are con- connected to WWE in some way, it lends them credibility. And now people who don't follow a Noah, they now know what Noah is because Hideo hey, Time is going to be over there.
1: Yeah, he's going to be... They, I don't
0: know if they're going to promote it on WWE TV or anything like that or, no. or even on their social media, but they definitely have... The, 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 the dividing lines in wrestling have are starting to fade. You see Kenny Omega being mentioned on WWE social media. And and it definitely piggybacked off of that heavy when he was going to, him and the elite was going to get some new day in a street fighter competition or whatever. So the more those lines go away, especially with WWE, I don't think it really exists with a lot of other promotions, but it's mostly with WWE. The more WWE works with these other promotions, specifically New Japan with the main roster, not just NXT. If that happens, and like if you do this thing with Noah. Maybe I don't know if Ring of Honor. That would ha- happen because maybe that could happen. I don't know because Sinclair has owns a lot of Fox affiliates. WWE going to be on Fox. Who knows? Who knows what can happen with that? But the more those lines fade away, I think that can help the whole industry. In my opinion,
1: yeah. And going back, Tommy will be uh, at. September's Marufuji's anniversary event in September at Noah, so he's yeah. gonna, he'll have the match there. It's like a one-time thing, but it's still, according it's- to
0: Wrestling Inc., it will be a part of a new working relationship between WWE and Noah, which I okay. think is awesome. If that's, so it's the first domino, thing. you know, in that from in that potential working relationship. That's really cool. We actually got somebody yeah. interacting with us on YouTube. All right, and he said, "What will W will WWE start working with?" impact wrestling uh and that, that came from i mean 82, kind of have, 82 kind of atlantic on, hold on that came from 82 on atlantic on youtube by the way but okay. yeah will WWE start working with impact wrestling soon and he put at the end lol so I, I don't think he's optimistic about that
1: yeah, well i think impact put out a tweet earlier today or yesterday that said you know that put all the companies that they've worked with uh you know, this year and WWE is one of them, they, they've let them footage. So you yeah. that's a start, you know, uh, talent wise. I'm not sure we'll see an exchange because impact is on, uh, you know, cable TV in in the U S and that's something that these other promotions aren't. So I'm not sure that we'll see like a working relationship like they have, uh, with, with, uh, NXT UK and the United Kingdom promotions, but, uh, that could be a start you know they had they showed footage on the hardy's uh 24 yeah. special and they had that global wrestling network logo on there that's something that uh you know maybe they'll be more liberal in their uh you know all right we'll pay for it and just give us the footage maybe maybe we'll go down that way who knows
0: yeah like i mean impact it's it's tough. I can see them because they're they're in their country in the United States. Let's say Ring of Honor might be tough because they're in the United States and Japan isn't, even though they're trying to make inroads. Thanks for the question, by the way, 82 Atlantic. I uh, appreciate it. But yeah, obviously they have a relationship because they got the footage, like you said. But as far as like maybe exchanging talent, I don't know. Yeah. But hey, I think that the, the relationship with nowhere, the potential relationship there. That's a step. I mean, Noah isn't the biggest promotion in Japan. Maybe they can go. I think they're actually owned by YouTube I'm not really sure, but if they actually, you know, are serious about it, do it. That's I think that's really that's another big step that can help the wrestling industry. I said like maybe if WWE kind of got more serious. Also, if they start working with outside promotions and exchanging talent and bringing in, you know, wrestlers that and not just don't change your names. Don't you know? Bring in Kenny Omega. He's from New Japan Pro Wrestling. I, and I know WWE doesn't always typically play well with others, but let's do that every now and then. You can, you know, if you can send a guy to New Japan for six months, have working over there a little bit, maybe they can send a guy over here for six months. You can create a new territory system. But not with NXT, but with like multiple big-time promotions. And all of a sudden, a match with, you know, on SmackDown might mean more if you got Hiroki Goto, it's like oh snap! they got Goto on you know in the promotion. We have got to watch this or Naito. Oh you know we got to watch this because he's not going to be here the whole year. You know in and, and, and New Japan, vice versa. Let's say they got I don't know Drew McIntyre or Samoa Joe or you know somebody of that ilk. You know I think it, it I think it helps everyone involved.
1: And if there's a time to do it, I think it would be around now. Maybe towards the end of the year into next year because their new tv deal ww's new domestic tv deals are both five-year contracts so uh they could decide a year or two into it to break that working agreement and it won't hurt their bottom line maybe if that's their biggest concern as a company i understand that you know business wise uh is doing this blah 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 but you know, they have that five-year window now where they're getting all that money, their brand, like even according to them, and you kind of got to agree with them. Their brand has never been as strong as it is right now because, (laughs) and you just you go to their TV deals, you know, like, like, can you argue with that? Probably not. So I think now, like I, you know, towards the end of the year into next year, there'd be a, a great opportunity for them to have that working relationship with other, you know, Promotions.
0: Yeah. On that note, let's wrap it up for tonight for this week. I should say. Uh, thanks to, like I said, eighty-two Atlantic for hitting us up on YouTube. You can also do that if you so choose. Uh, you got to do it next week though, because we're about to wrap up for this week. But we're also, <laughs> if you're if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you. You can also listen to us on demand on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, and Player FM. Oh, of course, and the Mothership, WildfireRadio.com. But, Nick, you got some plugs as well.
1: I do. You can follow me at Nick Bacone on Twitter and follow us at Shooters Radio on Twitter and on Facebook, Facebook.com slash The Straight Shooters. Uh, you want to talk about Money in the Bank? Uh, and it was a week and a half ago. Uh, go ahead and uh, read my recap at phillyvoice.com and also phillyinfluencer.com. I have a couple of things up there, uh, so go check it out. All
0: right. I'm at Vaughn M. Johnson. As I say every week, and I will continue to say, I'm out here in these streets, man, <laughs> making things happen, you know, doing things. I heard trying to function. Uh, I tweeted out a story today that went up on, you know, the website, PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Mm-hmm. You can check out my story,
1: read it. I tweeted that.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that, good no brother. Problem. It was a good story and stuff like it that. Was. So I enjoyed it. You know, we out here we're doing things. So I'll at me at Vaughn M. Johnson on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, 154 episodes in. And I'm just saying Mm, how on Twitter. That's all I got. (laughs) But that's the end of episode 154. Thanks for joining us for episode 154 of The Straight Shooters. For the I'm Vaughn Johnson, and we'll catch you all again next week you've been listening to the straight shooters on wildfire radio for advertising opportunities contact nick picone via email at picone nick at gmail.com or call 856-625-1190